Hey everyone, it's Adam Carolla and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, the show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, biggest celebrities in the automotive world. Hallie and Brian Deegan are uh, yeah. both here. Oh, I said Hallie. I should have said Haley, it's right? Okay, everyone missing. Yes, <laughs> Haley. Haley, and, uh, uh, and this is on me. I saw Haley out there, and I invited her in before you even got here. And I said, "Come on in," because she's been doing so much and uh, is a fantastic driver. So, yeah, we had a chance. Um, to hopefully, talk that's okay for a little bit in Vegas at the SEMA event, and uh, now here they are. Um, and uh, yeah, I was very impressed by uh, Haley. When we we're talking in Vegas, and she was talking about driving stock car, for lack of a better term, I know there's a million different categories now, but uh, I think getting her first win at Sonoma was it Sonoma? We're so talking? I got the pole at Sonoma. So, Sonoma mm-hmm. got the pole at Sonoma, and I was like, "Oh, Sonoma, man, that is a tough and technical track. That is not and bumpy." Going in a circle <laughs> for for an hour. That yeah. is a lot of shifting and shafting, mm-hmm. man. That is a I, I've driven that track a few times and it's always, it's tough getting used to. And there's like off camber stuff and yeah. can't see over the hill stuff and, uh, get putting your car in the pole at Sonoma. That, that's driving. So uh, I remember thinking, what wow, were you, this, what were you driving? Drive. Explain the, the car. So yeah. I was racing in the K and N series last year there. Um, that was my second time there. Uh, second year in a stock car racing, uh, full time. And it was pretty much. Almost like the car I race now, so I kind of moved up a level. Um, a little bit slower, um, not a ton different, but what's slower, usually smaller tracks that you raced in that series. But now, since I moved up to the Arca series, uh, it's super speedways, stuff like that. Oh, sounds exciting. But you got your start on motorcycles? You start with motorcycles because of, of dad? I would say I, pr- I rode a dirt bike. It was probably the first thing I ever really like touched as mo- like with the motor. Um, I, I wouldn't call myself a professional by any means. I'd ca- I'm maybe like professional pit bike rider, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> but, uh, I kind of just started on four wheels a lot. I didn't really race dirt bikes. I grew up, uh, driving little, um, kind of like 170s, those little kind of smaller UTVs. And then I yeah. transitioned into, uh, off-road carts. Because uh, my dad was racing, it was at the time when he was making the transition. It was about 2009 because I, or it was 2008 because I was seven at the time, and he's making the the transition from motocross, kind of that whole world, to off road truck racing. And so when he made that transition, I was at the track, and there was these little kids racing, and I was like, oh my god, they're my age, and I was like, I have to do this, and I was a little kid to like, keep begging for things until I got it, like super <laughs> annoying little kid, the one you know slap, but uh, so I ended up getting a race truck for my eighth birthday, not the normal girl. Thing. Thing, and I was super excited, and ever since then, I just never stopped. Brian is, uh, as we'd mentioned earlier, the most decorated freestyle motocross rider in X Games history, so that's uh, that's quite a distinction. Um, the stuff you guys are doing on motorcycles, I always, I always laugh because when I was a kid, I had a poster, and it said CZ Rider on it, <laughs> and it was a guy with about... He had about three foot of air, and he was doing a quarter of a cross up, and <laughs> yeah. that that was considered poster yeah, material. You're like, I'm hanging like, this on my wall. <laughs> literally, I had he, he had three foot of air with a, maybe three sixteenths of a cross up, like a little lean and a little turn. By the way, like, no way he landed that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that guy's killing it. And now you see uh, Brian, did, first guy to do a three sixty, and uh, the Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all two flips out. It's it's insanity. Um, yeah. 
when when you started, what what kinds of moves when you were in your teens, you're young, like what kind of stuff were people trying to pull off at the beginning? Yeah, you got to think. I, I came from motocross and supercross, and, and I was uh, in an era where I was you know finishing somewhere around fourth, fifth place at the nationals and supercross, which means I was just out of that realm of getting a factory ride. Factory ride, you know, I basically get the good bikes and the parts, everything paid for. I was a privateer, where nowadays the top 20 got factory rides. Right. So my point with that is that made me kind of look other places on practice days. Me and my buddies started doing tricks on dirt bikes. And basically just can-cans, knack-knacks. That's basically where you just take one leg and put it on the other side of the bike right. in the air. And, and um, just basic tricks, you know, heel clickers, no handers, no leggers. And that's kind of where it started. And then we started studying BMX, you know, and what they were doing on, on oh, BMX bikes. And that's kind of how it, how it elevated. And then the first movie came out, The Crusty Demons of Dirt, was kind of this, like, cultish dirt bike video that opened up the realm of freestyle motocross. And then 99X Games is when they we went and had a meeting with ESPN and said, hey, we can turn this into a sport. And we created a course and a judging system. And that's when it took off. That's when the sport really kicked off. Did you ride BMX as well? Did you did you come up with ideas that you wanted to do on the motorcycle and said, let's try it on a bike first? Yeah, <laughs> let's yeah. Let's sort of a slow motion version of it. Oh, yeah. It's before foam pits. You know, it's before, yeah. like, we learned stuff on dirt. Like, I learned to backflip a dirt bike on dirt. There was no padding. Like, that's why I broke a lot of bones and, you know, a lot of, a lot of surgeries. But. That was the beginning. I'm glad it's elevated into foam pits and airbags now that have been a lot safer. But yeah, it's a lot of, I tried to backflip first on a bicycle, just kind of fool myself. Like, oh, if I can flip a bicycle and flip a dirt bike, yeah. two totally different things. It is like, different. Yeah. Completely different. So I did try some stuff on BMX, but I've never been a great BMX rider. I just, I, you know, I hit all curbs. That pedaling. Like, yeah. You want to do all that pedaling. Yeah. I just kind of went to dirt bikes when I was 10 years old. I grew up in a small town in Nebraska. And then once I got on a dirt bike, that was my way out, my way to go see the country and, and, and go do, you know, uh, adventure. And, and um, so I graduated kind of from a bicycle. Once I was down bicycles, I didn't really mess with them anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? The, uh, this, th- there is something about that emotional part about doing a backflip for the first time mm-hmm. or, or doing anything for the first time i i could remember you know standing on some roof wanting to make the jump into the swimming pool in the neighbor's mm-hmm. yard when oh, you're yeah. 11 and you're kind of <laughs> seized up and there's that weird go for it moment yeah and some people don't have that go for it moment and mm-hmm. then other people really struggle with it like i i i never did anything that you've done but i used to ride bmx and there was a loading dock behind the gelson's on laurel canyon <laughs> and it's like i gotta go off that loading dock on my bmx bike and i struggled with it for like a long time yeah, now, yeah. i don't know why it was necessary for me to do it but it was super important <laughs> you know eventually i did it I would eat shit all the time, but yet my son doesn't have an ounce of that shit, by the way. <laughs> what is that thing? He doesn't even want to hear that story. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? There's that thing where you like you wrestle with it, yeah. you're scared of it, and now you have to go do it. And it and it kind of plagues you. Yeah. A little bit until you do it. Mm-hmm. Is it you identifying with that oh, yeah. feeling? I always, I always would wonder. Like I'd be on the floor at X Games. I look up in the crowd. You know, fifty, sixty thousand people, and I'd always be like, "Why are we the guys down here? What is the difference between my mindset and the crowd's mindset?" And I think it's just the ability to, to like that fear level of like, "Man, am I going to make it? Should I try the backflip? Should I try this jump?" 
to where we're, I think we just have the ability to shut that off more and go, Hey, let's focus on what we're doing. Don't worry about the fear. Don't worry about the, the injuries. Um, we're just having, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm still scared, you know, at point times, but my level, I think our level of fear was just way higher. You know, right. than the average person is kind of the way I could put it. And yeah, I had those moments where I had to conquer things and it ate at me and it ate at me and I had to do it, <laughs> you know, and it was just me and myself, right? This battle with myself, like learning the backflip. I'm like, you have to, I did it by myself one day. No one was around. I was so mad at myself. Where is everybody? I <laughs> and I was like so mad that I couldn't do it because I tried, tried, tried and I kept crashing and breaking bones. I come back and I'd be like, if I don't complete the backflip, I'll never win again. And, you know, and it was just ate at me. And I went out in the backyard. I just remember I was like, I'm doing, I just went and had that moment where I'm like, I'm landing this. I'm not letting go. I'm hanging on. And I, and I came around, rotated and rode away. And, and I was like, that was one of those moments where I was like, I just conquered a fear. And I think you carry that through life. And I, that's why I have my kids in racing. And I think whether they make it or not in racing at a professional level and be able to make enough money and retire, it's really just about them being able to conquer their fears and set goals, accomplish goals at a high level, and that's they're going to carry that through life. No, I I, I agree. There's a picture of the CZ a, Rider yeah. poster. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, what a badass. Wow. <laughs> See, that's my level of riding yeah, right there. On a, a good badass. day, that's what I look like. I'm telling you. <laughs> No way he landed that. There's not a second poster of him just eating shit on the ground. His iconic. His, yeah. uh, that poster was as popular as like Fair Fawcett's poster for the dirt bike guys, and his his rear wheel's 31 inches off the ground. Like he, that's how his wheel yeah. is the height of a dining room table yeah. off off the ground. Yeah. Like if you have a medium sized dog, could be that's how high you can barely clear it. Yeah. And he's got a little bit of a. I wouldn't call the tabletop, uh, <laughs> but it's got a little cross up in it. Yeah. Hey, uh, as long as you're going down memory lane, you can find a picture of uh, me catching a little air in my dirt front lawn <laughs> back in the back in the day on some red line or Wait, puffy in, or intentional something. Intentional or just no brakes? Because <laughs> I've been down that road before. I built a ramp out of like logs and an ironing board and stuff, and we had a dirt lawn in my house, and I got down the street and I was going for it you know it was interesting when i was watching the uh nba dunk offs last weekend now the big thing is they jump over people you know what I mean? yeah. they get some tall guy out there and then they jump over the top of that guy but in bmx we'd always lay guys down yeah. after the ramp like you had to jump over a bunch of your friends who just lay down on yeah. the ground that's a weird it's a it's a it's a it's an interesting Wiring, There's right? other things you can put down on the ground other than your friends. <laughs> <laughs> and also, what's the point of the guy who's closest to the ramp? That guy's in no danger. You know what I mean? It's the guy well, who's in the uh, end unless who you pull gets out the and miss the ramp. See, yeah. Yeah. I've, also, I've had a few of underbuilt ramps where the oh. first two guys go over and the third guy goes through it and hits the bricks. I know that. <laughs> Breaks I, the wood, hits the bricks. The, and then I, that guy, the front guy, he's getting bricks on a man true. bike. The idea that... A sheet of plywood was considered a big ticket item at our house is a bad sign. But we just find planks and logs and stuff and try to put ourselves oh, you gotta, something, you something find. together. You can't just go to the store and buy the wood. How? Uh, yeah, I mean, Brian, how much of the of of your world is engineering? You know, I mean, how how much of that 
Were you involved? Oh, yeah. There's wow. a picture of me getting some major air. That's way more poster material yeah. right there. Yeah, screw that CZ rider. Yeah. Look at the bars, bend, the bend on the bars. Yeah. They're like driving a bus. I like the, you see the logs scattered out front? Like somebody cut a tree down and we found yeah. some, shoved some logs under a thing and my, had a nice, sweet dirt lawn living in North Hollywood. Hey, look, you're, you're, you're almost over the bug, over yeah. the VW bug in the background. I mean, it's a little bit of perspective thing, I think. Yeah. But maybe two or three more tries. Yeah. You could have jumped the Volkswagen. Yeah. No helmets back then. Just no. a big old 70s oh, no. fro. That's yeah. how you had to protect your head. Right. It's sometimes better than a helmet. Yeah. I didn't even know what a helmet was back then. Right? The thing the thing I remember about doing my lawn. And, and whose bike was that, by the way? I was my bike. I, what? I, I cobbled. I would get a pair of Redline forks and a Moto Mag, and I, I cobbled this bike together over like a birthday, two Christmases mm. or something. It's a lot of trading, a lot of street deals. And uh, the house was only like 10 feet behind where my stepdad took the picture so once your lawn is beautiful once you landed you had to bring it down fast otherwise you're gonna hit the house but um yeah. how much engineering i mean you know it's like i, I think about this when you see like evil knievel's like landing ramps and stuff like back in the day he just have four by eight planks like on on a van you know yeah. and like strapped down with bungee cords like it didn't it didn't have a lot of science also, like, if you ever look at Evil Knievel and, like, Caesar's Palace, his landing ramp was, like, five feet wide. Yeah. Like, I, why not spread it out yeah. a little, Evil? Give hey, it's on a budget. <laughs> it's on a budget. I don't know. I don't skimp on the landing ramp. But how much, when you're doing a trick, how much do you have to engineer that trick? Like, yeah, I feel like that was a big part of when the sport started, that we felt like a normal dirt bike wasn't good enough for freestyle motocross. You'd look at... You look at the BMX bikes, the 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 pegs, and uh, the the way the bars would spin all the way around, and uh, just certain things we started trying to emulate on a dirt bike, which is pretty hard. I mean, when a dirt bike's made with aluminum frame and and certain components, you can't really weld on or change. Uh, we started, but we did, you know, create dirt bikes that the bars would spin. That was a tough one. The big thing was everyone cut out their plastics. The first thing, that was the thing. You cut your fender short. You cut holes in the grab. Uh, so you could grab on the uh, fenders or grab onto the seat to do double grabs and Superman seat grabs. That was the biggest thing, I think, just cutting plastic out. And then uh, relatively super cross suspension, stiff suspension because the jumps were so big that you'd hit in freestyle to get enough air to do a trick because that's the hardest thing, trying to do a trick if you need the air time, right? So. Uh, building these big jumps, we created the first ramps, the first metal ramps, mm-hmm. the first mobile landing ramp. We we created that, and you know we, we transported it to our first show, which was Harley Davidson Bike Week in Daytona, and we didn't have time to test it, unfortunately, and, and <laughs> so we set up this ramp to ramp uh, on blacktop in front of this huge crowd, and we didn't have time. I mean, it was showtime. We show up. And we line up. No one wanted to hit it because it was so intimidating because it was like the Evil Knievel landing, real right. short little landing, like right. way out in space it looked like. And um, so anyway, no one would hit it. No one hit it. And finally, I got that moment where I'm like, you know what? No one's going to hit it. Everyone's being, you know, and I'm like, I'm just hitting it. I hit it second, third gear on the gas, hit the ramp. And I was going past the landing as I was still going up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is bad. And I've had a few moments in my life where I've like seen my life flash before my eyes. That was definitely one of them. I was like still going up. I'm looking at the crowds on either side, thousands of people. And I'm like, dude, this is so bad. And I'm going up, 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 up. And then I come down to the blacktop landing about 140 feet to flat. 
and I just stick my head to the side of the bars because I knew I was just going to take it to the chin with the bars. And, and the, I just landed so hard it blew the wheels off the bike. And I ended up luckily only shattering my ankle and um, cutting uh, like my neck. Uh, and the handlebars, and I just remember sliding across the concrete, and I was like, dude, it was so bad. And I was like, this crowd was kind of like, was that supposed to happen, or was this like part of the show? But it was definitely a, a, a bad first, uh, first Anybody year. who's ever seen um, this kind of riding on asphalt, like on a street, it's yeah. unnerving. I, I don't yeah. know why the dirt seems to soften the yeah. mental blow or something but they had these guys came out in the street in front of kimmel's theater on hollywood once and i remember just looking out the window looking at all the asphalt the street then the ramps and i was like i'm freaked out like there's <laughs> something about doing it on the blacktop and yes that feeling you know i've i've experienced it i think hopefully everyone's had a, a little of it in their life where you just you realize you're in the air there's nothing you can do. You're not going to make it. This isn't going to work. And it's a it's a feeling that it's it, you can't really describe it because it's not exactly fear, although there's a lot of fear in there. But there's also a lot of calculating going on as yeah. well. Like, what what are we going to do to this parachute hasn't opened? What are we <laughs> yeah. going to do about this? But um, but before the science was involved, it was just trial and error, like you're yeah. saying. Big yeah. time, big time trial and error. And that was the toughest part about creating the sport. We were the guinea pigs, you know, like, so we had each, each trick was, was so new and we were just creating trick after trick and X Games made it a deal where if you came the next year, you had to have new tricks. Like if you brought your same tricks, you got scored down. So there was this pressure of like constantly developing and developing. And, and like I said, the backflip was a big moment in dirt bikes. I didn't think a back, I didn't think a dirt bike could backflip that easy and, and, and ride away. And Pastrana was one of the first guys to master that. And, and it just took the sport to another level. And when he, years down the road, you know, I was, did the 360. Uh, I saw him kind of trying it on the internet right before X Games. Mm-hmm. So I got it down real quick. I had a phone pit at that time. Went to X Games and it was the last minute of the run and I was like, you know what? I'm just going for it. Like, and I, and I didn't know if I could land it. I never landed it before on dirt. And it's different. Like you said, you landed on, you landed on, um, foam. The big difference between getting the balls up to land it on dirt. The consequences right. yeah. are much higher. And then go to concrete. Yes, there is another level of that too. Sure. But X Games dirt was always hard as a rock. So same thing. I went and hit the jump. I just look at the crowd at LA Coliseum. It was just full and I, so much energy and hype and i'm like dude if i'm gonna crash i'm gonna crash there's medics here there's the tv at least it's gonna be on tv and i come around and hit the ramp and just twist as hard as i could and end up doing probably the best 360 to date because it was just so flat and so um just really really good as far as uh the rotation come in land i almost missed the landing somehow save it and it was just like iconic moment you know like in, in anyway in our sport you know so but look what you guys started was huge. Um, I'm, I'm doing that stuff because now we have monster trucks doing backflips, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and it's yeah. and and it's crazy to see because they weigh you know 10, tons 000, and tons yeah. and tons, and you're like it's it almost looks slow motion while they do it. Like how yeah. is it going to go around? It's a monster truck. Yeah, like it's just it's it's incredible. I'm thinking guys about X Games circa 1999, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. Was that the one in San Francisco? Yeah. yeah. Jimmy and I were at that one. Were you? Do we have a video? Let's see if we can get a video of, of the 360. I'd like to see 360, that, too. Yeah, the 360. It's, it's a little rough footage. Right? That's 2003, <laughs> yeah. 2003? Yeah. Backflip didn't come that. out until, like, until like 01 or 02. They didn't, yeah. you know, they... They, uh, they didn't have YouTube back then. Back so. in the day, 
you know, people forget, like, X Games was pretty crude when it started yeah. off. Like, they had street luge. Yeah, There was yeah, a guy yeah. named Lugenstein or something. <laughs> and he was just like a big dude who laid down on a skateboard. And yeah. I'm like, what's so special about laying on a mechanics creeper and going down a hill? Like, yeah, right? I could have done yeah. that. Uh, if you had to change oil on the way through, yeah. like, hit a car and pull the plug. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, they had a lot of sort of uh, fringe sports yeah. back then. It wasn't what it is now. All right, let's take a look at it. Sorry. Time is out. Not sure if this can account. Is he going to bust up new, ladies and gentlemen? Oh! Oh, oh Jigan! He landed oh. 360! Oh, my God! <laughs> There's Haley. Yeah, it's the baby. Oh, that's great. It's, it's yeah. the, you know, the announcer screaming is great. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's Cameron Steele. Yeah, he was, <laughs> that was it. That well, clip. clearly he was not ready for no, that because no. he was speculating as if no. you're going to try something new and uh, new. New, you did. Tune in next week for another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available on Podcast One and Apple Podcast.